Welcome to Get the Word Out, where you can be equipped with the knowledge of God's Word so you can stand firm on the truth in a world full of lies. Here's your host, Megan Berkheimer. Hey everyone, welcome to Get the Word Out. This is Megan Berkheimer. Um, so today, uh, well, it's, it's New Year's. It's um, 2020, it's January 3rd. Welcome to a new decade. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm really excited for 2020. There's good things coming. So um, welcome, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Um, it's been a great um, Christmas Christmas break. Um, I love the holidays. I love it. I love the time that we get to spend with family, and it's, it's really good. It's fun. Um, I don't know about you guys, but my trash tends to pile up <laughs> after Christmas. And sometimes I forget that the garbage doesn't go out on holidays, which means that it didn't go on Christmas Day or New Year's because our garbage goes on Wednesday mornings. But because both of those holidays fell on Wednesdays, our garbage got a little bit piled up. And it got a lot piled up because of all the Christmas stuff that was included, all the boxes and wrapping paper and that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so that makes for an even bigger pile of trash. And then there's times when you forget to take the garbage out completely and then you have two weeks of garbage on your hands. But anyways, that all has to do with the podcast, don't worry. Um, the title is Taking Out the Trash, A New Year. So why am I talking about garbage? Um, because we're talking about taking the trash out. So do you guys remember the poem by Shel Silverstein? Uh, I used to read it all the time and now I read it to, to my son. It's called Sarah Cynthia Sylvia Stout Would Not Take the Garbage Out. Um, great poem, really funny. Why did she take the garbage out? I don't know. She was a stubborn little brat, I guess, but apparently the garbage got piled up so high that it reached across the nation. But the same can be true. The same can be true of us with our spiritual stuff, our spiritual garbage, if we don't take it out. So today we're going to talk about taking out the trash before we get any, any further into 2020. So part of that is choosing forgiveness. So we're going to talk about forgiveness. And we're still kind of in our marriage series, so this is going to be revolving around marriage, but it, it applies to everyone. So, but make sure that it's happening in your home first. I don't, I don't know who said this, but somebody said, if you're winning at work and losing at home, you're losing. You know, if you're winning everywhere else and you're losing at home, then you're losing. So we need to make sure this is happening in your home, especially with your marriage first. So we touched on forgiveness last time, but today we're going to go into it a little bit more and I kind of felt the need to um, do an entire podcast on forgiveness. So forgiving your spouse is something that you choose to do. It's being obedient to God and his word. And it's really important to do in your marriage. Um, one of our old pastors used to say that a good marriage consists of two good forgivers. And so if you're not good at forgiving or asking forgiveness, then your marriage is going to suffer. Unforgiveness always leads to bitter roots in your heart, which makes it even harder to get rid of. So, you know the saying that goes, unforgiveness is the poison you drink while you wait for the other person to die? It's very true. It's very true. It's poisonous in your heart. So, if you've never said the words, I forgive you, or will you forgive me to your spouse, then you really need to do a heart check and make sure that there's no unforgiveness in you. So, let me just give you a picture of what happens when we neglect to take care of this. So let's say that you've been really hurt by someone. In this case, 
since we're still on the topic of marriage, let's say that it's your spouse. So your spouse has hurt you. And let's say that you've done nothing to deserve it and they either refuse to apologize or maybe they're kind of like my husband where they're completely oblivious that they even did anything to hurt you. He would agree with that. So it's not wrong to be angry. It's not wrong to be hurt. Feelings are okay. God gave us feelings. But the Bible says, in your anger, sin not in Ephesians 4. So it's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to sin in your anger. Um, But maybe you're angry, you're hurt, you're experiencing, maybe you are experiencing feelings of rejection or sadness or whatever. It's okay to acknowledge that. But if you play into those feelings and allow them to dictate your behavior, you may do things like withdraw or fight. Uh, so let's say that you're kind of like me and you, you tend to shove it up. Listen, I've got a lot better at this. But let's say you're like me and you tend to shove it all down and you play the cold shoulder. But um, because you have not dealt with it, a bitter root will grow in your heart. Hebrews 12, 14 and 15 says this. Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord looking diligently, lest any man fail the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble in you, and thereby many be defiled. This is King James. So listen to the last part again. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble in you, and thereby many be defiled. It's talking about how this leads to sin. It's trouble. Roots of bitterness are bad. It means that if you let it grow, you let that unforgiveness fester in your heart, the bitter root grows, it causes trouble. Acts 8.23 says kind of the same thing. And this is from when Peter was rebuking um, Simon the sorcerer. He says, For I see you are full or poisoned by bitterness and held captive by sin. The King James says, or in the bond of iniquity. Basically, you are a slave to it now. You are held captive by it. You are in bondage. You are a slave to it. And um, as you may say, well, you might say, I I haven't forgiven my spouse. Like something happened to me. Someone did something to me. And, um, you know, I haven't forgiven them, but I'm not going to let it cause trouble. I'm not going to act out. You know, I'm not going to act like that. I'm not going to like yell at them or anything. You will because you're held captive or in bondage to it. Because whatever is in your heart eventually comes out of your mouth. So you can't say uh, it won't have any, um, you know, there won't be any consequences. I've, I've just kind of, you know, I, I don't need to forgive. But you have to because whatever is in your heart, it comes out of your mouth. Jesus said to the religious people, it's what's in your heart, what defiles you. Again, in Matthew 12, it says out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. If, um, if unforgiveness has festered into a bitter root in your heart, then bitterness is what's going to come out of your mouth. Because anytime something uh, happens in the spiritual, there is a a physical response to it. There is a a manifestation, if you will. So um, that bitterness is going to, it's going to come out of your heart. And again, Jesus says it in Matthew 15, 18. It's, It's the heart. Whatever is in your heart is going to come out of your mouth. And so um, after that has taken root and you start 
speaking bitterly to your spouse. Troubles only spin out of control from there. So maybe, uh, maybe it just starts with you. Let's say, let's say you've been hurt. Maybe it starts with you thinking bad thoughts about your spouse. Like, oh, they did something. They didn't even apologize. They, they didn't even do this. And you start like thinking it kind of just spins out of control. I mean, you guys know how your mind is. It just, you can just start thinking stuff. So you start thinking bad thoughts about your spouse, you know, fighting with them in your head. And then, uh, then maybe you start being short with them in conversation. Every time they try and talk to you and have a conversation with you, you're really short with them and you do the cold shoulder. Um, and then eventually you both just start kind of blowing up at each other or, or not talking at all, drifting apart. But it doesn't have to be like that. There's complete freedom available for you. So I kind of, I want to look at a parable that Jesus uh, spoke to teach us about forgiveness. It's in Matthew 18, uh, 23 to 35, and I am going to read it to you. It's in the King James, but this is a, this is a, a good picture of what forgiveness and unforgiveness looks like. So this is the parable of the unmerciful servant, and this is Jesus speaking. He says, therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents, which is about $290 million. That's a lot of money, especially for Bible times. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and his children and all that he had and payment and payment to be made. So he couldn't pay it. So he was just going to sell everything he had, even his wife and kids and become a slave. So the servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. Do you see how it says loosed him? Obviously, he was in some sort of, of bondage or slavery. He was a slave to that debt. The king loosed him and forgave him the debt. Okay, verse 28. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. Okay, that is about $17. That is a lot less than what the king forgave him. So he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came up and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord after that had called him and said unto him, this is the king saying, O thou wicked servant, I forgave you all your debt because you asked me to. Shouldn't you have also have compassion on thy fellow servant even as I had pity on you? And his Lord was wroth. That means he was mad. And delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. That means the jailers that would, um, they would torment the prisoners every time they were told to do so. Okay, last verse of this. So, likewise shall my heavenly father do also unto you, if you from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother their trespasses. So, Jesus is saying, likewise my heavenly father will do the same to you he'll forgive you if you from where from your head no from your hearts forgive everyone everyone that has wronged you everyone that has sinned against you you need to forgive them from where from your heart 
So this confirms, once again, that this is a heart issue. There, you know, let me just stop right here. There are so many of you that I hear you tell stories and talk to me about things that have happened to you that are awful, that are just awful things that have happened to you in your past or people have done horrible things to you, maybe in your childhood or maybe it is your your spouse where your husband is is cheating on you or do or something, you know, like you guys I know are going through very hard, hard things. And maybe you are living with the hardest person to forgive. I don't know, but it doesn't matter because you have to be obedient to the word of word of God. And so um it it has to do with your heart. So you know, no matter how hard it is, examine yourself. This whole podcast, I hope that this prompts you to kind of just examine yourself. Um, this parable confirms that this is this is a heart issue. All issues of sin and unrighteousness come from the heart. So it's wrong for God to forgive you for all of your sins, and then you turn around and not forgive your spouse for something that they did like weeks ago. So you you uh, destroy yourself by letting it fester. I mean, you can't even you can't even blame it on the devil. You you let it go. You pile up garbage in your soul. I mean, forget your spouse for a second and see how unforgiveness does more harm to you than anyone else. I mean, it's poisonous. That's what the Bible says. It's garbage. It defiles you. And you can't let it follow you into 2020. So, I mean, whatever you're dealing with, this has to be taken care of. This is why it's so important for you to do a heart check today and take out the trash. Be free from it. You can't let unforgiveness be a part of your marriage any longer or unforgiveness with anyone for that matter, you know, no matter who it is. It's garbage in your soul. So, what I want you to do today is two things. Number one, <clears throat> have a conversation with your spouse or whoever you need to forgive and as hard, like sit down and say, hey, I want to talk to you about something and rip out that bitter root and release your spouse from any feelings of of shame or guilt. So for when you forgive them, it doesn't mean that you forget what happened. It doesn't mean you forget the sin, but it does mean that you don't hold it against them. Nor do you bring it up as leverage in future conversations. Like, you know, remember what you, remember you did this to me. I should be allowed to do this. Nope. It doesn't work like that. It's dead. You killed it. The garbage goes. It's, it's important to do this. It's important to forgive because Mark 11, 25, 26 says this. And when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, Neither will your father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Okay? That's why it's important to forgive. Now, number two, an even harder thing to do, in my opinion. Have another, another conversation with your spouse or whoever and ask for forgiveness. I mean, whether or not you do number one, do number two. Okay? Do number two with your spouse. Have a conversation and say, is there anything that I've done that I need to ask for forgiveness from you for? Have I sinned against you? Get forgiveness so that you never need to feel any kind of like shame or guilt for whatever whatever you've committed against your spouse. God will forgive you according to 1 John 1, 9. It says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Cleanse us where? What? Cleanse what? Our hearts. And your spouse will forgive you too if you're sincere. Um, Psalm, you know, Psalm 86.5 says that God is ready to forgive. So he's always ready to forgive you. Anytime. Right now. 
he's ready to forgive you. Jeremiah 31, 34 says that he will remember your sins no more. Okay, it's not likely that your spouse will remember your sins no more, but they can still forgive you. But God is so good and so merciful. He says he'll actually forget them. He will remember your sins no more. Thank God for that. That releases that releases you from a lot, releases me from a lot. If you don't know if you need to ask for forgiveness, ask the Lord to search your heart. I mean, do what David did in Psalm 139. He said, search me, O God, know my heart, try me, know my thoughts, see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me into the way everlasting. That's a good prayer. Um, here's a piece of advice. Don't wait until you feel like it to do these two things because your feelings are the worst leader they are the worst leader. Be led by the Spirit. Be led by the Word of God. And be obedient, whether you feel like it or not. Humble yourselves and do it. Pride will keep you from ever doing these two things. You need humility to sit down and have these conversations with your spouse. I mean, even last night, I did not. I had on the calendar, I had written down for Josh and I to sit down and do budget stuff. And it is so boring and nobody wants to sit down with a calculator and a pen and paper and figure out budget stuff. And like, oh, it's horrible. And so I didn't want to do it just as much as he didn't want to do it. But I'm like, we have to do this. We have to do it. So we sat down and we did it. And guess what? At the end of it, we're really glad we did it. So you need to sit down and have these conversations with your spouse. James 4, 8 to 10 says, draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned into mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Um, that verse doesn't sound very fun to me. It doesn't sound fun to turn my laughter into mourning and, and weeping and turn my joy into heaviness. That doesn't sound fun to me to go through all that. But to go through that to get the bitter root out, it's worth it to be free from it. Because it's a root, it's going to hurt more to rip it out. You see, it's always on you to take the first step before God does something. He promises to lift you up at the end. If you look at the end of the verse, it says he'll lift you up. He promises to lift you up, but you first have to humble yourselves and get rid of this stuff that is robbing you of a healthy and holy marriage. Um, do these two things. Forgive and ask forgiveness, okay? And you'll never... You'll never regret it. You're not going to regret sitting down and have these conversations with your spouse. It is God's will for you to forgive and for you to ask for forgiveness. And I wouldn't be telling you this if I didn't already do it myself several times. I mean, just ask my husband. We've had to forgive each other a whole bunch of times for, for big things and for little things. I mean, it all matters to God. So really just get good at it. Get good at it. So don't take any of this stuff with you into 2020. Come into 2020 with a, a pure heart. 1 Timothy 1.5 says this, Now at the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. Unfeigned means like faith untainted or pure faith. So three things. Charity out of a pure heart. So pure heart, good conscience, faith unfeigned. So if you look at those three things from that verse in 1 Timothy 1.5, these three things create good character. That is something that the word of God will do for you for free if you read it and obey it. You don't even have to pay any money for it unless you don't have a Bible and you need a Bible. Go to a church, they'll give you one for free. It's a good feeling 
to, um, so that's what the word will do for you. It's a good feeling to head into the new year with a clean conscience and a pure heart. It is freedom. So maybe today your prayer can be this. This is David again in Psalm. Psalm 51, 10 says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. God will do that for you if you stay in his word. Why? Because Hebrews 4.12 says that the word of God discerns your thoughts and the intents of your heart. It reveals that kind of stuff to you. So that's how you get a clean heart and a right spirit. You have to stay in the word. You have to forgive. And you do not have to carry your trash into the new decade. The Bible says that he's always ready to forgive. And he wants you to do the same. He wants you to do the same to everybody. No matter how horrible the thing was. How, how deep the hurt is going into the new year with a pure heart and, and knowing that you don't have to carry any of that, that you've forgiven and that you've asked forgiveness. It is, it is freedom. It's part of the freedom in Christ that we experience as um, believers. And so um, that concludes our podcast for today. Um, thank you guys for listening to this. I really appreciate it. Thank you for your grace as we're still kind of new to this whole thing. And um, there's more to come, okay? So God bless and we'll see you next time on Get the Word Out. Thanks for listening to this episode of Get the Word Out. We hope the word released today helps you stand firm on the truth in a world full of lies. Feel free to email us at podcast at gettheword And remember to subscribe. Join us next time on Get the Word Out.